you are a conduit between the people that want to make and the talent. And if you can, if you can effectively, you know, um, communicate that fact, then I think that's the key. Hello and welcome to the Now Then podcast. In this conversation, we speak to head of talent at Rogue Films, Charlie Robertson. We discuss his journey into the industry, finding talent, and making yourself visible as a director. Now then, Charlie. Now, now then. then. <laughs> now then, indeed. Glad to have you on. Pleased to be here. Yeah. Our first director's rep. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. So I better come up with something smart to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess we'll jump straight into it. First question. How many times do you go to gym a week? <laughs> <laughs> I don't go to the gym. Because you're looking I great. Ju- I, just, I just wake up like this. <laughs> oh, mate. Well, you know what? We were, um, we're excited about this, aren't we? Because yeah. we had a chat on the phone and we were talking about, you know, what the best approach to this conversation would be. And you were like, it'd be, you really want to speak about how to make yourself visible as a director. So I guess we'll steer it towards that way. But I think first things first, I think... I'm really interested in to hear your story about how you got into the industry and, um, and yeah. It's a convoluted path. Yeah. And funnily, it's kind of funny because actually yesterday I spoke to some, um, some people wanting to get into the industry and they're like, well, what is the way in? And it's one of those things where you've got everybody you ask is going to have a different story. There's no career path. There's no like, well, if I do this and I'll get here. And then if I do this, I'll get there. But um, <clears throat> essentially, like my first my first job was a work experience at a place called Eddie French's, which was an editing place on Dean Street when I was like 15. He was a friend of my old man's. He had this editing suite with him and his nephews. And he said, I'll oh, come in. And Avid had just come out to show my age there a little and um, it was your bastard. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, you yeah. keep going. So, so yeah, it was it was it was a long time ago, and and it was one of those, um, you know. And I worked at his, and I and I had a chance to go to um, MPC and the Mill and Glassworks, and that was great. And and I saw that and and learned about it, but didn't really want to sit in a dark room. And uh, I. I through the same guy actually got a job as a runner working at a place called Bikini Films. So I worked at Bikini Films uh, and I worked at Paul Whelan Film Company. So Paul Whelan, if, if you don't know, was the director of all the amazing Gary Lineker, Walker's Chris ads. And he had an amazing production company. And, and Bikini Films, which was run by Kay Elson, who now I think she runs, she runs another production company now. But um, there's lots of people that I met at that time that are now sort of big, big shots in the, in the business. So it's kind of funny. But... I think I worked as a runner and I think everybody should work as a runner at some point if you're going to work in production because you get an understanding even just the little bits of what's involved and you have to pay your dues and it's a tricky thing. I mean, not to, you know, when talking to people about their journey in and you go, you kind of got to be a runner first. I mean, unless you're exceptionally talented and I think being a director is a, is a different path or being a creative is a different path, but being a runner, you really learn, you know, and you get that experience on set because I, I worked as a location runner as well. So I was on set. I was a I was a assistant to pretty much every department. It was camera assistant, art department assistant, 
sort of de facto spark in that they were all my mates and I sort of hung around them and some friends of mine who were now, who I'd got into that department are now gaffers. So, you know, I had a really good ground, you know, sort of basic understanding of what people needed to do in order to get where they wanted to, to go. But I didn't quite know what I wanted to do and thought, do you know what? This is too much like hard work. <laughs> and it's too, I have to be up too early and I get home too late and I'm too young. I didn't go to university. I went straight into work. And, you know, when you're in your early 20s and you're suddenly like, fuck, this is, I didn't sign up for this. You kind of want to have a bit of a life. And, and I thought, all right, I'll go and have a life and try to get a job and realize that probably advertising and production is one of the few things you can do without any qualifications and actually get paid well. <laughs> so, uh, you know, having driven a van for a while and I'd, Worked on building sites for a bit and worked in trainer shops for a bit. And to be honest, I kind of learned some of the the sales patter. Working in a trainer shop, I worked with some some people that were very good salesmen. In that, you know, it was all about communicating with people. And I, and I really loved that. But funnily enough, I, whilst doing all these other jobs, a friend of mine who's an actor asked me, if I'd be his assistant on a film and he had his first starring role in a film that was being shot in Berlin and they had, you know, fuck all money to make the film. But he said, look, you, you shouldn't be doing what you, you're wasting your passion, your life and the talent that you have, at least, you know, for, for being around people and being involved in it. Um, and I went and worked with him on a film and he had agents in America and agents in London. And I was there on the film with him and I, I got to speak to them and became a sort of, de facto agent manager type thing because he basically said god this production's fucking pain in the ass can if they want to deal with me if they want to deal with me on these things can you deal with it please and i said sure and kind of made it up as i went along but i thought this is great you know i get to be someone <laughs> off the strength of someone else which uh, has kind of followed me throughout my career you know living vicariously through other people's talents it turns out is my talent um, that's a great way to describe it though yeah like finding your talent through other people so i don't think that i think that's such a great way to define it like you wouldn't have known how good you were at it if someone wouldn't have gone hey can you just do this thing for me yeah you know so i think it's like and then from there did you then go and just harness that and just go, I'm just going to roll with this. Do you know what? I, the film ended and I was like, oh, fuck. You know, I was I was I had all these ideas to go to Hollywood with him. And then he went, oh, my missus is pregnant. <laughs> so I went, oh, there you go. So selfish. I know. How, I was like, <laughs> typical, <laughs> typical. What about my dreams? Yeah. <laughs> and he, uh, I went back and I, and I was, you know, and I was 20, I was late 20s at this point. And uh, I basically... I, w I went and I, I tried to get interviews with talent agencies and I got an interview with Duncan Heath who runs independent talent and he said well you know what when's the last time you went to the theater uh and I was like fuck maybe I saw spam a lot when I was like nine and he thought I was joking and he went okay well here's what you need to do go away watch everything have an opinion on everything go to the theatre, write down the names of the people you think are talented and come back and see me in a month. And I went and saw two plays a week on my own. I'd just sit there and write notes and watch every film and make notes on the actors I thought were good. And he came back, he went, there you go, that's what's required. 
no job. That's what's required. Here's a list of all the agencies in London. Good luck. And I went, and I literally started at the top of the list and I called or emailed every single talent agency in London. And I probably did 15 interviews or more and I wasn't qualified. I just really wanted it. And eventually someone said, someone's just quit. Can you start on Monday? And this was on Friday. And I said, yeah. And I became an agent's assistant in film and TV. And that really was the beginning of me learning how to kind of represent people properly and, you know, working with producers and execs and doing film and TV. And it was writers and directors and heads of department. So I had some understanding of what was needed, but just the pitch process and how you get people recognized and picking up the phone and talking in a manner which is semi-professional, which I'm still working on. Hello, got a job. Yeah, yeah. You all right? Uh, yeah, so yeah, anything? Script? No? no? But not. then bringing that human element to it as well, which you, you know definitely comes across. I, 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 think, I think that for me, <clears throat> not for me, but what is a director's rep? I think that's, it, it kind of depends what you make it. I think it's, you are kind of there. Well, is it something um, dependent on the person or is it something, because I feel like now, is it a case of, you know, just, set, I mean, it feels quite tangible right now because you're not just a rep, you're also thinking about the company's tone of voice and as sales, you you, you got your fingers in. Different pots. I think right? the jobs progressed for sure. Mm. You know, I, 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 when I, when I left being an agent, I was, I had a certain skill of, of, of talent management, and I think really that's what a rep should be. You know, you, your job is, you are their representative. You know, when you hear rep, you kind of go, oh, you mean the person that goes out for a drink with people? And I think that there is a risk of becoming that always because you are doing your most to be as visible as possible and how do you best incentivize people in advertising meet them at the pub but I think that somebody that is is good at it and somebody that has a passion for it is somebody that can look at both because you're representing not just a director you're representing a production company Mm. you know you're representing two skill sets you're representing a brand and you have to understand that brand in order to effectively sell it you know I think that you know, I mentioned I wrote this thing saying the S word and sales is a dirty word. And I think the job of any rep really is to to advertise the wares of your production company. And it's difficult because your audience are the most sophisticated advertisers in the world. So how is it that you are going to approach creatives who write ads for a living with or, or producers or any agency and say, well, you should work with me? It's it's quite a tricky uh, brief to be given because, on one hand, it's 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 a it's a B two B setup. You want my services, but there's lots of other people who do it. Now, is it is it relationships? Because that is a lot of it. A lot of it is, do you want to work? People work with people. I know it sounds like a cliched thing, but people want to work with the people that they trust. So you know, be be. Be a trusted source of information, I think. Not like be a great bloke. That's great, you know, that helps. But be a trusted source of information. Be somebody that has an opinion on the directors. Understand what motivates the directors and why that those why those directors' skill sets should work for you as an agency. Because being able to shoot something is more and more um, accessible. Mm. isn't it but being able to 
being able to articulate something and work with people. Being a director is not being a cameraman. I think people, and you obviously guys know, being a director is connecting with the people that, or, or, or the story that you're telling, isn't it? It's not pointing a camera. That's why you hire a crew. And sometimes, you know, runners are like, well, what does the director do? And you go, well, the director has to effectively manage all these components in a creative way. Is that fair? Yeah. So for us, as the first point of contact, if you're a rep or you're a salesperson, you're at that, sh that, that point where you say, well, take a risk or at least give us an opportunity for us to articulate what that risk could be. So, I mean, I've been lucky enough to work for good production companies. I mean, I try and think of my job in, in, in the way of, of an advertising role. I have, I, you know, we have a great team of social media manager. We have great press person. We, as a company, talk about our brand identity and what is it that we do. We did a rebrand. We, 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 we do a lot to make sure that we're sponsoring things, the things that we think are important, because that says a lot about what we are as a company. So, you know, whether it's the 1.4 awards or the Young Arrows and being present and and um, being accessible, it's like without over sort of exposing yourself to your audience how do you how do you position yourself as a credible home as a destination of talent you know people have to see that people don't just pick up the phone and, and call me because a some reps think they get the people phone them because they're so fascinating but they're not it's because of the talent that they represent you are a conduit between the people that want to make and the talent and if you can, if you can effectively, you know, um, communicate that fact, then I think that's the key. That was a really long-winded answer. Very good answer. <clears throat> Bringing it back from when you like all the first start, can you remember the first job you like, first commercial job you got in and won? And was there any story behind how you got it? Or because I always think, does because I can kind of remember my first job I won as a director. So I just wanted to know if if you remember that. Was there a rush or a feeling? Or was there any job that you were like, fuck it, yeah, nice one, I'm good at this? There's, there's, a, there's a few things, I think. I remember the first director that, you know, I, I didn't put the, I didn't do the deal, but I would say the first director I ever signed, that was amazing. Um, because it was, I mean, is that, I, yeah, 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 I that's, mean, yeah. because that was amazing because I was in Cannes for my first ever can and i didn't have a fucking clue what i was doing and i thought this is amazing this is disneyland for advertising <laughs> so i have a company card and i just have to meet people and tell them how great we are awesome <laughs> lost I, my, I lost my phone on the first day <laughs> i wish i had this job yeah i mean mad right especially I mean, if like you're representing a company that are great and it's easy oh people want to meet me yeah but what they do know and they did know and i think that it was always, I'm, I'm keen to meet the people and see if we can do something. Also, I like to do business. I like the idea that we can work together. Work is, it motivates me. You know, I, some people, I mean, I love meeting people, but isn't it exciting to talk about what we could do? Do you know what I mean? You can, you can from one conversation, suddenly I can see something on TV, which is the mad thing about it. And, and all that happened was a transference of energy and people believing in an idea. So completely based on opinions that somebody liked something or wanted something. It, it's, not, it's not margins. I'm not going, I've got a really good, you know, 
teacup and I can sell it to you for, you know, 5p less than the next guy. Sometimes I'm saying I've got, it's a lot more expensive, but you really want it. So that, that bit I really love, but sorry. So to the point of the first signing, it was, I was in Cannes, I was at, I was on the Carlton Terrace and I'm talking to a producer from Australia and we were looking at his roster and we went through, you know, these fantastic directors and we landed on, uh, we landed on a director called Tom Noakes. And Tom is, was quite new at the point, at that point he'd made that Doritos ad mm. with that thing. And I just thought, oh, this is weird. This right, is sticks funny. Sticks his finger, exactly. Sticks his finger in the mouth. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. oh. But I, I remembered it instantly. And then he did a hornback ad as well, which was fantastic. And yeah. I just thought, this guy's funny. I mean, one thing I know, and I think that you have to believe when you do my job is do any director you come across, did I really like what they did? Because then you can, you can, you can go anywhere and say, I really like it and really mean it. And I really like that. I thought, that's funny. That, and that you, can't, you can't fake funny. You know what I mean? And we had lots of conversations and eventually, you know, he was signed to a production company in Australia. He wouldn't sign anywhere else. And we, at Pretty Bird, you know, we, we had that conversation. It was the beginning. I started a conversation that ended up with a director that now is flying. So, I mean, that I would say would be my first like I thought, yeah, I, I, I think I'm, I think I do have an idea. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's interesting actually hearing you say that. So I guess it's quite nice to kind of bring us on to his next question, which is kind of, you know, seeing the work, seeing the talent. How do you kind of narrow things down and, you know, pick directors to go and meet, or what's the way that you kind of, you know, kind of separate? The talent from each other and kind of move move forward and approach one. Tonight is such a tricky thing because on um, so much out there, isn't there, it is so much talent out there as well. Recently, it, yeah, more than ever now. So how it, do you it's a it minefield of of yeah. people and lots of people are lots of people are good, lots of people are are are, are you, you watch it and you go that's that's really good, but then you go my responsibility is can I sell you, and I you know I think people think that being signed is a golden ticket and it's not. At all, because you go, if you're, particularly if you're an emerging talent, people go, I want to get on a roster. That's going to be my way in. And a lot of the time, it, it, it isn't because it, you're now competing in, on, on a different stage and with a, with a different, um, you know, I'm not going to say caliber, but directors of a different level of recognition. So you're going to have to fight your way through. And I think that being involved with the production companies is great. And having somebody that understands what you do and has your back is great and can help you navigate that process is the difference. Because I think a good rep is the same as a good manager, is the same as, a, you know, an EP or whatever you want to say, is somebody that can help you guide the process. Um, but, you know, there were, if I look at all the different directors that I've come across, and I was trying to work, how does this translate to what I do? I know I, I email people a lot and say, look at this director's work. You know, you have to be your own rep. Imagine it's quite hard to distance yourself from the work you do because, of course, if you're a director, you think it's fabulous. And, of course, somebody wants to see the labor of your love. And, they, and, and you hope, and the thing is, you have a lot of hope attached to it as well. So sometimes you get an email that says, all right, well, I'm a graduate of X, Y, and Z, and I did this student film, and then I did this, and then I work with this brand and that brand, and then, and, and then you go, well, you've lost me already. I mean, I would say the things that catch my attention most, if that is a kind of way to 
and I think are the most effective are the most simple pitches because what you want to know I think for us as a production company is can we can we work together seeing, seeing something that's really good is great um, but doesn't necessarily mean I can help you go to the next place but if it's packaged in a way sometimes you know you get an email it's a poster or a gif or a thing here's a piece of work I made it's really great it's done this that and the other I'd love you to watch it I'd love to know what you think that in a way that's easy for me to do I can watch it have an opinion this is what I think and that's and now now, now it's like a lead generation Make sure you show as many people as you can that and you're going to find someone that resonates, you can resonate with and can have a conversation with. I would say that is the best approach, in my opinion, for how a director can get someone's attention. But generally, you make your own opinion up because when when looking for work, people want to make their, their they want to feel like the thing they found was them, their own journey whether or not that's like a weird egotistical thing or whatever, but it's the same applies for agency producers. Oftentimes they want to come to you and say, oh, I saw this thing, um, I'd love to know. And then they go back to the creator and said, I found this amazing thing, rather than, hey, friend at so-and-so agency, look at this amazing director. And then it takes them out of the process and that's the same way. So I think you have to position your work to get eyes on it. I think it's about, you know, knowing who all the publications are, making sure that you have a Vimeo pick or, you know, you're on Promo News or you're on David Reviews or you're on, you know, any not or LBB, et cetera, you know all the places I mean. Because then people can find it and then people can see it and they can make up their own opinion and the good stuff will be seen. And if they see it more than once and you go, oh, I saw that there. And that's true, in fact, of Charlie Watts is a director that was signed in that way. Then I saw a piece of work that he'd done and I thought that was good. And then I didn't think about it for a while. And then I saw it again and I thought, oh, that is really good, actually. Uh, I'm going to, and I'm going to, I just, I'm just going to message him. And, and I, that's literally what happened. And I just messaged him and he was like, yeah, I'm around for a chat this afternoon. I was like, well, great. Uh, you know, what more? And I thought, okay, I better look at all of his work. And then, um, and then I did. And then I was like, oh, that, that works. And that works. And that works. And that works. Um, and then we had a chat and he was just keen as a bean. And we had another chat. And I was like, I want to introduce you to the rest of the team. And they're like, this guy's great. You know, do you think we can do something? And I said, I think I can get him Adidas work. And that was really what it was because he's a great guy and a good filmmaker and, do is there is there a you know is there a path i think i can help him with and last year he did seven adidas films so it was knowing who he what he does well and understanding and him articulating that he also does lots of other stuff he just made a short film not like i'm here plugging him yeah. but just as a, as an example of an emerging talent director that 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 was that was a path that worked. And, and did did he know what he wanted to do? Did he? Would, would you be like, what brands do you want to work with? Because I think sometimes it's a really tough question. Because it's like, for me, I'm like, well, if the script's good and it's interesting, and there's like, I don't know, for me, mm. if there's like some sort of emotional <clears throat> hook or something, like it could be Heinz baked beans or it could be Adidas. Do you know what I mean? Like for me, I'm Completely. like, they're both great. And I think sometimes, because I've been asked questions like, yeah, but what brands do you want to work with? I'm like, well. I find that really tough. So I think it's good that you you could look at his work and go like, 
I think I can get you this. Well, it was stylistically. Yeah. It was more a point that I know this type of filmmaking that yeah. they do, and I think the type of filmmaking he does would work. I think you're right. The brand is irrelevant. I think a director's a director, right? And you can make an emotive film about a piece of cheese. Yeah. As, or, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's, are you, but it's knowing about the type of filmmaker you are. Yeah. I think is the key. Is it, it, across all of those things. It wasn't that he was the bish bash bosh sports guy as much as he was, he was able to do that. But the film I saw that caught my attention was a really emotionally charged, simple film about mental health. So it was the football one. The football one. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and, and that was the film. Sunday I saw. League one. It's really good. It's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. It's a good film. So it's not even that it was like, oh, I, I, he does a thing, and I can sell that thing. He made a film that made me really feel something first and foremost, and then it was something that I knew I could. Sick. Yeah. Weave that, into a, a narrative of yeah. sorts. I guess that's kind of answered. Um, you know, my next question was, you know, how do you Make yourself visible. How do you make yourself visible as a director? Well, I guess because I guess you'd go and carry on those. Well, I was going to say um, uh, it's hard. Imagine a director's really good and amazing, but they're just have like no. They're a bit more insular because you do get those insular directors who are not like um, outgoing and they're a bit more quieter. So directors. true. And sometimes the louder directors. I actually know, met through. a director um, a few weeks ago, and I think you know I I, I love going to meet people and having a chat about work chat about whatever and but some directors are just not really got are not able to do that like like you said quite yeah quite introvert we make our work seem a lot better because of who we are no. <laughs> you guys you guys are great because you're all you're you're out and about and well known out i mean the about. proof the proof in the pudding is the fact that every every time i'm out Oh, I see one of you guys, him more often than not. Craig's over there, he's talking to everyone he, and everyone knows him and they, you know, and, and it does help. But if you're not like that, you know, how is the best the... way to make yourself visible as a director? Because, you know, we're all not like that and we all have different strengths in different areas and I guess it's the work, right? It's the work. Yeah. It's the work. It's the yeah. work. And, and, the, and the thing I'd say is, you know, you say look, there are more directors than ever because there's more accessibility than ever because there's, you know, and I mean that in terms of kit or, you know, crews are more accessible and you can write stories and you can edit it. And I would say the, the, the best thing, and because of that, it's almost like with infinite possibility, it's almost more difficult to know where to begin. You're like, well, I could do anything. Well, fuck it, I'll do nothing then. <laughs> and that's how I feel most of the time. Uh, yeah, forget it. Um, but um, I, I think keep making stuff. Just keep making stuff. Even small, you know, it doesn't, not everything has to be a spectacle. Not everything has to be the best thing you've ever made. But I think, you know, I, I remember my dad said to me as a kid and he's like, well, what do you want to do? And I wasn't sure. And he said, well, you'll know when you know, because if you're a photographer, you take photos. And if you're a musician, you will play an instrument. And if you're a director, you will be inclined to make films. Turned out I was a gobshite and talked to people a lot. <laughs> and it, and that was what it was. And that's ended up being the thing that I was good at. But I think if you are a director and a filmmaker and a storyteller and all of those things, keep doing that. Find even the most simple ways. You know, you can't say, well, I, I wasn't able to anymore. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we were chatting about that actually, weren't we? <clears throat> Just making, 
more shit. Yeah, just like if you've got an idea for something, you can you can pull. You know, you don't have to. I think shoot like it on film or art like this. Yeah, can, there's other ways to tell stories. And and uh, we have we did actually have this conversation with Greg in the last um, pod. You know, just about money and 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 you know, kind of crossing that bridge of like, oh well, it needs to be as good as that, and you need to throw more money at it. But actually. I, yeah, I think you might be right. It doesn't need to be a spectacle. It can just be something tiny, and yeah. you know, there's something that means. Yeah, and I if guess. you and if you've got an idea and you're not going to make it, someone else is going to make it. <laughs> I always think that. Also, if you could, if you know, I mean, you know, when you, I don't know, you know, when you see sometimes like a one shot music video, for example, and it might just be a face, you know, and emotions, yeah. and you'll go, wow. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And and sometimes it's like the most simple ideas yeah. are the most effectively executed. Yeah. And and also, I would say, try and make music videos. Yeah. Try and make music videos. They're a pain in terms of pulling together. They don't make lots of money. But one music video can change like your entire fortunes. And a music video doesn't even have to look like the, like the song. You know, you can have a song that does whatever. But if you have a short story that you want to tell, it's a soundtrack to, to, to what it is that you're doing. So... I would definitely say make music videos if you can, mm. yeah. because they're cultural. They're also they're they're a genuine piece of filmmaking. More often than not, with less money, they become something which really shows what you what you do. And and I feel like the most stripped back, like the you know, restraints kind of breed creativity, don't it? It's like the stripped Absolutely. back music videos are always big time the best. But you don't really, you, and the thing is, there was a time when you, to make a music video, had to go on MTV. Now you stick it on, you know, um, you know, promo news or something. And if it's good, someone will think it. You can send it to Jason Stone at David Review and he'll review it. And you've got an audience of people that want to work with you in, in a more, ca- it doesn't matter if most punters like it. If, if the people who make the craft like it, that kind of counts in terms of, yeah, it's getting, not about, about it's, it doesn't matter about the amount, it matters about the right people seeing exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we've got builders. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> so we're just moving chairs around. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, the builders coming um, down. This is kind of a good one. Oh, we, yeah, we, we, we were we talking talk, about this. We yeah, talked yeah. About it a lot. Um, <clears throat> yeah, well, yeah, go on. You can ask it. Well, we were just, because we always, we, we always go like, well, age doesn't matter, age doesn't matter. But then we always go like, yeah, but I'll, like a new thing will come out. How old were they? <laughs> we always measure ourselves up to age, and we don't want to as directors. But it it, it does come, you know, it does come about. You know, you see like a new director get signed and they're twenty two and they've done something about you. Like it's fucking hell, shit, chop chop. But then you go, but it's all, it's all experience in the work rather than, you know, because you could be a young, you could be at the Young Directors Awards, but you're a young, young director in terms of your work rather than your age, right? As a rep, does age matter? In in what way does as a, it depends where you are? I mean, yeah. you know, as you said, it being an emerging. I think this is it, it's being an emerging talent versus being established. I think that's more important than than the age of anybody because, I mean, it would be harder to be an emerging talent at fifty and sell that to an audience because I I think just de facto new things come from fresh takes on things which are less you know corrupted by you know past experience so this people think oh well this is kind of some there's a certain level of authenticity i suppose in something which comes from somebody that hasn't got the same preconceptions of of a of an older creator but i and i think yeah they're, they're 
I think it depends on the type of content. And I do, I know what you mean. I mean, I'm between 30 and 40. <laughs> Not <laughs> that it's specific. Exactly. But, you know, and you, got, you do, and you're like, oh, wow, that person's like directed a feature film. And they're like, case, uh, case in point, the Daniels. These guys are like 31, 32. I repped them at Pretty Bird when they were like where they were like 20 something and they had done incredible music videos and they, they'd made these really clever short films. And I thought, oh, wow, uh, I better catch up. I better do something. Luckily, my job meant that I could sort of, again, you know, was warm under the dragon's wing, you know. <laughs> but... Um, Sorry, what was the what was the question? I guess yeah. about age, yeah. um, but I mean the Daniels is a good because they're. But you, what's nice about them is you you've seen their transition and how. What's quite nice about their feature is like, it's you see all the music video influence yeah. and how they've like trained themselves to get that to get to that point. Yeah, I think it's a good thing, and it, it you know it gives you a kick up the ass to fucking get moving. You know, times. Yeah, times are ticking. Yeah, it fucking is. But it's like, a good you need thing to get things moving. Everyone, you need someone chasing yeah. your tail. I guess. Always, always. The, the films good. that I've seen of yours recently, Craig, that are emotional perspectives on things yeah. you could only have made at this point. Mm. So that is that's the other thing as well that your 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 point of view on your filmmaking will will change anyway you know it's going to be a more sophisticated emotional story you know you might find a more sort of like bonkers frivolous idea maybe that comes from a director that doesn't have any restraints and 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 also probably doesn't have bills to pay and doesn't have the pressures uh associated with having to work all the time hmm. so you're going to find those different things i mean yes and no it doesn't matter I think, you know, I mean, well, I'm telling you how to be a creative person. I mean, I think you better just do it every day. You know, it, it, it's it. The more you do it, the better you get. The more you, the more you, I, I don't know. I guess are experimental with your ideas. And actually, maybe you're right. You know, the older you get, the more of a kick up your ass, and you're like, I better fucking do something interesting. Do you know what I mean? I better really flex that muscle of what it is I want to do, because no one's gonna. And also, it is difficult. No one knows that script you got in your head. Mm. I'm a, another fable. Of, I mean, it's it's a well-known one, a well-known one. But what they say, you know, ideas are like arseholes. Everyone's got one. You know, the difference is, do you put it down and do you put it out there? Because no one's going to go. Oh, I know just what you're thinking. And no one's going to fucking carry it apart from you as well. Write it down. Yeah, that's what I say. Write it down and 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 have a bash at it and. You know, chances are you you'll find you suddenly you know. I mean, I'm I'm telling you what you know. You make things, and you know that thing that was a thought a minute ago is suddenly a film. Yeah, that's wicked. Mm. Yeah, it is. Fucking hell, let's go make a film. Um, I'm looking at the other questions. I feel like yeah, I feel like because we've got like <laughs> views on the landscape um, as an upcoming director. Um. So I'm trying to think of when I was wanting to direct and then what it's like now. Because I it used to just be like, put it on Vimeo or whatever. But now you've got to kind of spread spread it across different landscapes a little bit more. Um, like how are you going to promote yourself on Instagram? Because I'm sure you find directors through Instagram. Um, and you, I guess the question is, is like, how has the landscape changed for you from when you first started to now? 
I mean, I think I think lockdown changed a lot for for, for the business in general. I think it, that was like a real change in terms of voices and output and was was a massive turning point. Obviously, you know, technology is a huge changer of, of everything. Then if I say, well, since I started out, when Avid was just invented to now, yeah, really different. <laughs> but um, because there was also, there was, there was, you know, 10 production companies and they had 10 directors and, and people had videos and they went around and that was it. And it was a very closed environment, really. Was, I, I mean, I don't think people know about advertising. as a, They don't think of it as the film business. It's only people in it that think of it as the film business. But it's like, do you know what I mean? It's You go, oh, I want to be in film. And, don't know what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> <laughs> but, but when you're in it, it is. You're making a film, you're making films and after film. I know people that work in the film business. They make one film every now and again. In advertising, you're making films all the time. Quick turnarounds, quick turnarounds. Quick. You become a far more sophisticated filmmaker. And Georgie Banks Davis is an example of this. She's been off shooting TV. And they're like, wow, I can't believe how, how sophisticated your understanding of filmmaking is having worked in advertising. You know, the levels of, you know, your, your pitch documents, your, your treatments, you know, how, you know, how quickly the timelines work. Um, so, has, sorry, the question was, has it changed? I mean, and then how has the landscape changed? I think that from, from that point and accessibility and opportunity are, you know, infinitely more are infinitely more do you know what i mean so it is it, it, you f everyone feels like they can have a crack at it mm. equally it leaves a lot of people thinking shit what do i do now what what is the what's the way in what's the do what's going to separate me from from all the other millions of people that had the same bright idea that i did um but I, I, I also think that that opportunity is, I think that is a good thing because it means the, the desire for new voices has never been more, um, never been more kind of profound. I mean, everyone wants to hear something from a different perspective now, whereas before it was, there is a voice, there is a point of view, and you can kind of vary it f a little by little. The Daniels film, for example, I, I, I just fucking love that. I mean, probably more so being involved in advertising because you go, oh, that was a real crafty, you know, influenced by music videos and uh, and it was so kind of uh, sort of nuanced, uh, you know, nods to filmmaking. And <laughs> For everyone who doesn't know, it's everything everywhere all at once. There we go. Uh, yeah. Maybe I'm sort of blowing smoke into this thing to make myself seem like I really get it. Maybe it was just a fun film. But then it um, gets Oscar norms and you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. See, I knew what I was talking about. <laughs> <It's good>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, hold on. What do I think? Let, let, let everyone else tell me what they yeah. think first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I do like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, well, I guess like any like good advice for, uh, I'd say good advice for different stages of directors. So advice for, people who want to be directors, advice for up-and-coming directors, which is kind of similar, and advice for people who are more established? I mean, I, I reckon for, for for emerging talent, I think that the, the key the key really is is do separate yourself as much as... Be, be bold. At this point in your career, you can do whatever you want. 
and you can be as bold as you want to be because you're not constrained by by a formula and and you'd be surprised how much people do latch on to something which resonates emotionally or stylistically and i think it would be be bold at what you're doing and 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 cons in the same way that people are really ready to promote themselves on their instagram as being a really fucking fascinating person apply those same principles you know your your commodity is your filmmaking and make sure that you know not don't do it for likes but do it for uh, awareness to the people who who should be seeing it. and people i think are really good at that i mean my instagram which is just me just in my life and the amount of people i follow and i'm like god these people are really quite sophisticated in their in their marketing of themselves and, and the instagrams they have and it being a portfolio i think master that because the, the tools are there for you to um and build relationships because that is also it you know at the and that remains throughout, actually. Ha keep the relationships because, as I said, people want to work with people that they like and people want to hear from people that they're interested in. And, I mean, here I am talking about myself, but I guess in, in the interest of hopefully having some, raising some awareness and, and helping people that want to get somewhere with it. But... um so yeah, for, for young people, definitely be bold. I'd say for, for people who are, you know, trying to navigate their way through to become, to have kind of gone, yeah, I'm a director now. This is what I do and I have a reel. And and now what? Keep, again, you've got to be persistent. This, this, this game waits for no one. You know, it's not, you've never made it. You've only made it to the last job you've done. You know what I mean? Because it can all it can all disappear. So I think you've got to stay engaged, stay interested. If you have time where you're not shooting, write something, make something, talk, do what I'm doing now, be relevant, talk within the industry, you know, be involved in panels, be involved in the game, because you're if if you suffer from from thinking, oh fuck, what's coming next, uh, it will cripple you. I think it will cripple you. Just keep being involved um, because, you, uh, you know, one little bit of work gets noticed. One conversation changes things. You know, I have to pick up the phone every day. If I don't pick up the phone, someone I don't know won't call me. Do you know what I mean? And I think of it like that. My responsibility is every day when I look at the roster and then I look at all the people out there, call someone you don't know. Because it could be the difference between somebody winning a job and that job might affect their whole life. So ap apply that same principle to yourself. Good answer. Great answer. Great answers all around. Yeah. So. yeah, if you've already made it, you don't need my help. <laughs> <laughs> Stay relevant. Yeah. <laughs> now sell me this pen. <laughs> <laughs> I can't write. <laughs> oh, mate. Oh, well, thank you so much for coming on, mate. Yeah, thanks. That was a so pleasure. Good. Yeah, really insightful, man. Pleasure. Yeah. Like, I've learned a lot from that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Special. Please edit. Which is always the, out. always the goal to learn. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Right. I've enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. Cool. Awesome. Thanks, Charlie. Catch nice you in a bit. Bye.